Good morning and welcome to Overears Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Katie G and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, October 11, 2018, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are in the chapter, The Family Afterwards, starting on paragraph 135 with the fourth paragraph. We have three little mottos which are apropos through the conclusion of the chapter, Easy Does It, Comments on All. Today's readers are the 12 Steps, Jackie M, 12 Traditions, Anita L, and readers of the text are Allison L, Janice P M, and Reva P. The share IDs for Thursday, October 10, 2018 are 7 a.m. Eastern Time, 12.025, and the 10 a.m. 12.027. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Jackie M. to please read the 12 steps of OA. Jackie? Hi, good morning, everyone. This is Jackie M., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New York. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. Have a great day. I pass. Thanks, Jackie. 
I'll now ask uh, Anita L. to please read the 12 traditions of OA. Anita? Yes, hi. Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L. from outside of Philadelphia. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Anita. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you please keep your sharing to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. We are in the chapter, The Family Afterwards, starting on page 135 with the fourth paragraph. We have three little mottos, which are apropos, through the conclusion of the chapter with Easy Does It. Comments welcome on all paragraphs. I will now ask Allison L. to please begin reading. Allison? Hi, yes, thank you, Katie, for your service. This is Allison L., Recovered Compulsive Eater in Ohio. We have three little mottos which are apropos. Here they are. 
First things first, live and let live, easy does it. And just starting my timer. Yeah, these are definitely pertinent and relevant and helpful mottos for me to remember in my recovery and in my life now. Um, first things first, this can be so helpful for me because I can overcomplicate things. And first things first reminds me to keep it very simple. What's first? Well, my entire abstinence must come first. My program work must come first. And what is the point of all of that? My connection with God. So first things first is I must trust God and lean into God and go to God and pause and let God into my life, my day, my decisions, um, the actions I carry out. Um, first things first. So as I get um, started in my day, it starts with first things first, connecting with God, tapping back into my source of power because it cannot be me or anyone around me that is my source of power or how I go through my day anymore. And live and let live um, is uh, important for me too because I as a human can get lots of um, opinions or thoughts that come in my head about other people throughout my day my family my friends strangers anyone really that cross my, crosses my paths but live and let live reminds me um, that I'm not my own higher power let alone anyone else's so um, you know uh, just had a uh, a situation come up where a family member came into some money and they were, you know, spending it how they saw fit. And, you know, I had some thoughts about how they could, how they could better spend that money. And those thoughts came to my head, but, you know, I have to stop right there. I, I have no idea. I'm not their God. I'm not even my own God. So um, I have no idea how their, their higher powers directing them in their life um, to, to, to use their money or spend their life. Um, so I live my life connected with my source of power and I let others do the same um, even those I'm closest to my husband you know he uh, he has a higher power it's not me um, and I trust that he's um, being guided and doing the best that he can and um, easy does it is so important for me I can get very serious very intense very wrapped up in in me and my life and my ways and even in my program work and easy does it just helps me to uh, pause, take a deep breath, laugh, um, enjoy life, enjoy this recovery. Um, that is, you know, why I, I have this life to, to live it and to enjoy. So with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Allison. <laughs> okay, just a quick reminder for people who just joined us. We are finishing up the family afterwards, starting on page 135 with the fourth paragraph, we have three little mottos which are apropos and we're finishing the chapter with Easy Does It. And I will now, um, I'd love to hear who's ready to share. Please go ahead. Madam. Gotcha, Matt. Janice P.M. Janice. Larry. Katie F. Lisa B. Larry. Wait, 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 wait. Matt, Janice, Larry, K, Katie F. And Lisa B. Sorry, I'm not moving past. One, two, three, four, five. How about one more? Barbara E. Gotcha, Barbara. Okay, that's a great lineup. So um, we've got Matt M, Janice P M, Larry K, Katie F, Lisa B, and Barbara E. So if you're not at Matt M, um, but please mute your line, and we'll go ahead and start with Matt. Matt, good morning. Good morning, Shane. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M. I'm a compulsive overeater from New Jersey. Uh, 
live and let live and, and is one of my uh, favorite models because for me, I get very stuck in the day-to-day things of uh, day-to-day things of living. Get stuck in one of my thoughts. Get stuck in my feelings and get stuck when things don't go my way. Like especially yesterday, a lot, a lot happened. I was doing ten steps left and right. It felt like, I, and I I realized how to surrender. When I couldn't get somebody on the phone, that you know, I had to just sit with those feelings yesterday, and it wasn't very pleasant because I was doing everything I possibly could to try to um, alleviate that, and I had to just listen and pray to a higher power to let those feelings subside. And um, I eventually got all the tense that's done, but I had to like just let myself feel, and I don't like feeling uncomfortable. That's what that's that's for me. That's for me. What live and let live says to me. Like I have to learn how to live life on life's terms and learn how to take things and take my luck as it comes and fit myself to it, which is not easy for me because I'm a, I'm a control freak by nature and I want things to be the way I want them to be. And that's the addict in me, you know, because I was able to control my food when I was in the food. So I want to control everything else and everybody else around me and it doesn't work that way. So I'm very grateful just for today that I have the willingness to um to see that for what it is and take things one day at a time. With that, I pass. Thank you. Great, Matt. Thank you so much. And now we'll have Janice PM, followed by Larry K. Janice, please go ahead. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for your service. And good morning, everyone. My name is Janice PM from Massachusetts, a recovered compulsive eater. First things first, what is the first thing in my life today, every day, but it's a new day, It is to know, to really know from past experience and with the grace of God that it's recovery. Recovery because I am a compulsive overeater. That's the very first thing because without knowing that, I'm going to destruct myself. And then, of course, with that is the first thing first is that my relationship, the first thing I do when I wake up is, you know, because I bless myself and say, God, thank you, God, for today. Thy will be done. Uh, I'm waking up today to be useful to you and to others. I I have to do that first because that centers myself for everything else that's going to happen in the day. I accept my limitations that I can't eat certain foods, you know, that I can't gamble, that I can't do a lot of things. I accept that. Maybe I don't like it at times, but I accept it because that is my reality. And um, <clears throat> usually, too, is, um, you know, I have, I have a son that lives with me, and I have to accept his limitations and don't expect. And, you know, how important is it, you know, that he does certain things and it's not my way? And live and let live, oh boy, do I love that. Let me live. I have to live. That means when I live, that's my actions, my attitudes, my words, my behaviors. Focus on myself as far as living. Don't be living everybody else's life the way they should live. And uh, tolerance of other people, you know, um, especially of their thinking. And live my own life. Don't be critical. You know, don't be justifying. Um, acknowledge that they have they have the right to their own opinions, Janice. You know, you're not uh, you're not God, and you're not you know all all superior and all righteous, self righteous. Mind your own business sometimes, uh, a lot of the times. Um, 
And easy does it, you know, because thank God for the gift of recovery. You know, I cease fighting anyone and anything. Now, do I do it perfectly? No, no. I mean, I I do and I don't. I mean, I know that sounds funny, but uh, I want to like, oh, I want to start. I want to start, but, you know, I I just pause. And uh, keep it simple, Janice. Keep it simple. Um, which means, you know, patience. Oh, boy, is that a big one for me, to have patience and trying to force solutions on somebody else. Um, practice practice self-control. This is what I have to do. To, and, you know, once I, 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 I am grateful, yeah, sure. Once I am grateful, then I, my attitude is changed without self-pity. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice. And now we'll have Larry Kay, followed by Katie F. Larry, go ahead. Good morning, Katie. Good morning. Thanks so much for your service. I'm Larry Kay this morning. You know, when I think about this, um, first things first, you know, I, I do put my program first. And, I mean, my program is the foundation of my program is my higher power. So it's not a choice between program and God. God is embedded in my program, <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, um, I'm traveling today. I have to get to the airport. I'm in the car. Hopefully you can hear me okay. Um, but, um, but, but you know, I, I, I get down on my knees this morning. I, I've got, you know, some, to finish up some packing and you know, a little stress around travel there's always, maybe you experience that too. I don't know. I do. Um, you just want to, you know, you got all these things on your mind, but my program is who I am today, which is of, of, of God, of, you know, God is embedded in, in who I am. So that doesn't take a back seat. Program is a piece of that. And yes, I, I have an action plan. I do certain things. So yes, I get on my knees and I pray. I pray throughout the day. Now, that did, that's not going to keep me well. I, I have to take action. So um, I have to live and let live, of course. I may sponsor people. I have, no, I have no special powers. I couldn't get myself well. How am I going to get someone else well? Of course not. But I show up to the best of my ability imperfectly. I do lots of things. I get on this line every morning. I probably share way too much, and I apologize for that, but it does help me. Maybe it helps someone else. I don't mean anything bad by it, but I, I really try to, to do my best to, because I need to study, you know, putting first things first. I need to study this book continually. It's a part of my life. See, first, thing, first, thing, first things first shows you how to stop looking at the clock and it helps me to start looking at the compass, you know, by figuring out what's important, by prioritizing things. And I don't do it, I don't do it extraordinarily well, but I try. I endeavor to try every day. And I let people live and let live. You know, if they're ready to recover in the context of this program, terrific. I'm there. If they're not, that's okay. I don't stand in judgment of them. There's a timing and a rhythm to it all. Um, you know, so for me, I, I think um, it's about all these things. It's about take it easy. Take it easy, buddy boy. You know, you're not that important. But the sun's going to come up. 
it's it's up. I'm looking out here. I'm looking out the window. It's up today. It's a little cloudy. I think it's going to go down at the end of the day. I think it might. It, it may it may just come up again tomorrow morning and go down again. I'm Hi, grateful Kate. for the rhythms. Thanks, Katie. I'm grateful for the rhythms of life. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry. And we will now have Katie F. followed by Lisa B. Katie, please go ahead. Good morning, Katie. This is Katie F., a recovered compulsive overeater. Can you hear me okay? Hello? We can hear you, Katie. Go ahead. Katie? Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you now. Yep, we lost you for a minute, but I can hear you now. Okay. Okay. And please time me. I don't have a timer. Um, Good morning. This is Katie F., a recovered compulsive overeater. And, you know, for me, first things first, um, as a newcomer and as someone with um, decades of recovery, is putting the food down. Is putting the food down every day and having entire abstinence. And But that doesn't dominate my day. It's just what... um, I have to get in order every day, make sure I have what I need to uh, be successful in following my food plan. And then it just segues right into live and let live because sometimes things happen. You know, I think I had something at work that I don't have and I can be flexible and change my food, you know, or someone asked me to do something different. My husband wants to uh, do something different with uh, dinner and I can be flexible and that's where live and let live comes in for me and then uh easy does it is that i don't um over plan my life to have every single minute so scheduled that there's no um ability to live and let live and i get burnt out in everything that i'm doing so i just think these are great mottos um to live by and I certainly live by them one day at a time. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Katie F. And now we'll have Lisa B. followed by Barbara E. Lisa, please go ahead. Good morning, Katie. My name is Lisa B. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. And um, I love the lines, first things first. That reminds me I need to get plugged into my power source. And... Um, I I know it's going to sound kind of like educational or whatever, but it really helped me going through the big book and understanding why, why I need to be plugged in, you know, because lack of power is my problem. Going through this big book, studying it and seeing what the problem was and that I'm desperate, dying and doomed, that's why I need to get plugged in. Um, that's always going to be that way. And then I love the line, easy does it. Um my father used to say that to me all the time when I was little. Easy does it, easy does it, because I get really wound up easily. So I'm learning to be comfortable and feeling joy and happiness and just letting go, letting life happen. And I'm realizing that life is happening anyways, that I'm really not controlling it. But I have this illusion. I think that, like, I am controlling life. But it's all this illusion. It's not real. So learning to get comfortable in easy does it. Um, Finding joy and happiness. I can bliss out at any moment if I choose to, irregardless of what's going on around me. Just like step three, you know, a victim of the delusion that I can rest satisfaction, happiness, if I only manage more. And I'm not managing more, but I think I am, you know. And um, finding what 
appreciation means. Not just gratitude, but really appreciating, savoring so many things in each moment and in each day. Even when people around me are unpleasant or situations are unpleasant, I think they call that unconditional happiness, unconditional love. Because when I think that I'm going to find happiness, I'm changing someone or something, I'm screwed. I can only change myself. So these two models in particular, first things first of getting plugged in, remembering my step one experience, and easy does it, which is to feel joy and happiness irregardless of what is going on, that it really is a choice. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. And now we'll have Barbara E. And then we'll open up again. Go ahead, Barbara. Good morning. Oh, these three slogans mean so much to me now. When I first started, I thought they were platitudes. And I, they, they kind of repulsed me that they were up there. But for me, I understand now. First, thing for, first things first means above all other cons, concerns in my life. I must be abstinent. That's ground zero for me. If I don't save myself, and I know it's a life and death matter, I'll put every relationship that I would value normally in a sane brain on hold. My family, my friends, my community, the world in general. I must be abstinent. Does that sobriety alone mean there's a, it's a cure? No. There'll be other problems. There always are in life. But it's important to, for me to keep my eye firmly on my sobriety. Just like on an airplane, we're told to put the oxygen mask on ourselves before we put it on our children. I have to do this. And the second one, live and left live. So commonplace. It's so easy to overlook its value. Uh, the fact that there are people who will say something or do something that I don't like, it doesn't matter. Learning to live with their differences is essential to my progress and my program. How to be tolerant. It's not worth eating over. My recovery is too important. And people have the right to their own opinion. Easy does it, the last one. Good advice. It's easy to get caught up in thinking, thinking. I tend to get intense and to see people, places, and things in black and white. I have to remember to take a breath or two, remembering to use this motto to keep things in proper perspective. But it can also have a more negative meaning meaning for me. If I go to a meeting and just sit there and let things wash over me and hope that by osmosis, I'll get something, I won't. If I want it, I have to do the footwork. That means getting abstinent, ground zero, working the program, and learning to be tolerant of other people. Everyone's program is different. Fine. Everyone's meeting is different. Fine. I can't sit in judgment. I'm just another bozo on the bus living and let live, easy does it, and first things first. I have to grow up and stop being an emotional baby. They used to call sponsees babies two decades ago. Be 
a better you. a reminder, you. please? Thank you. And that's what I hope to be, a better me. Thank you. I passed, everyone. Thank you, Barbara. And we will now um, resume the sharing. We are in. Um, we are concluding with the family afterwards on the last page, um, ending Julie with our three mottos. And oh, sorry. Go ahead. So we have Julie R. Who else? Good evening, M. Okay. Um, okay. Hey guys, I just one. Um, I love the enthusiasm, but these are the only people I have. Okay, ready? I have Julie, Edini, and Russ. Okay, so if everybody could go A, Melissa, and Kim. Okay, all right. Okay, guys. I'm so sorry. I love I love all of you and want you all to share, but I have my list. <laughs> so let's stop there, and then I promise we'll get to you in a little bit. So I have Julie R, Edini M, Russ M, Harlan G, Melissa C, and Kim G. And my sincere apologies if you're not on the list, but let's start with these people, and then we'll go from there. So Julie R, please go ahead. Hi, thank you, Katie. Julia, recovered compulsive overeater. So I'm going to look at this from a recovered woman's standpoint, right? So um, I'm back from relapse almost four years. I haven't had a food thought or obsession obsession thought for almost four years. So first things first, that is God, period, God. Because and that's where all my emotional sobriety comes from. Because if God is not first, foremost in my life in all things, then I won't be abstinent. I won't let people live and let live because I'm going to be micromanaging. I'm going to be controlling. I'm going to be manipulative. And life will not have a motto of easy does it when there's chaos in my life. I mean, life is not easy at times. There's things that happen, uh, you know, if it's, you know, health reasons, friends, families, uh, financial, whatever. There's so many things in, in the world, what's going on in our, our world as a nation. So, but again, if I don't have first things first, which is my relationship with God, I am going to be in those bedevilments, which are exactly the opposite of living and let live and easy does it. So what do I do to make sure that my relationship with God is number one? by spending time with my God as my God is number one, right? In all things, conscious contact with God throughout the day, all of those things that we have been studying, how do I put practical experience to make sure that God is number one? Because if God is not number one, then I am going to be in everybody's business. I'm not going to let people live and let live. I'm going to be orchestrating, you know, like the director talked about that in previous chapters. I'm going to be running the show. But if I, if it's that first things first, God, my relationship, how much time am I spending in prayer and meditation? How much time am I spending on trying to do God's will after I get the message? All of those things. And if I do that, everything else is going to flow. And with that, I pass. Delightful, Julie. So now we'll have Edini M. followed by Russ M. Edini, please go ahead. Thank you so much, Katie, for your service. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Edini M. from New York, and I am a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, always giving credit where credit is due. First things first, 
is putting the most important thing in my life, which is recognizing my breath. That gives me life and who gave me this breath. I have to be alert, aware, and awake to see the truth, to be honest that I cannot save myself, that I have to be saved from myself. And I need to be connected with a power greater than myself that I choose to call God. And that connection is within me, my internal generator, to, to be connected, to, get, to give me that strength that I need so I can keep the food down, so I can do thy will and not mine be done. So first things first is how my heart is softened and how it manifests in my life. To be empowered internally, to live just a 24-hour a day in a balanced way is to focus on God first. So then I can live in that live. Keeping that focus on God first keeps the focus on me, myself, and I. And to practice acceptance of myself and everybody else. As it mentions on page 417, and this would lead into living in the right attitude of easy does it. I no longer beat myself up. Thank you, God. I have loving compassion for me, and therefore what I have I can give to others. So the more I lean into God, the less into self will run riot. Thank you, God. Always in gratitude mode. I pass. Thank you, Edini. And now we'll have Russ M. followed by Mr. Merlin G. Go ahead, Russ. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, family. Russ M., the Telescope Voter Readers outside of Philly. I hope today I don't lose service. So uh, these mottos, for so many years, you know, for many, many years before I got in the program, uh, you know, my mottos were, I come first. Russ comes first. You know, I'll live the way I want to live, and you'll live the way I want you to live, and I'll do it any way I want to do it. So this is how I live, and you, that's why I'm here, right? This is why my relationships, the bedevilments are, are, are over, you know, all over me, galore. So I come in the program and work these steps, and there's a change. And now, you know, first things first means to me, that this program is number one in my life because this program keeps me in front of God, keeps me humble. It points every action, thought, everything I got going on in my life directed at how God wants it to be. I, tr I strive for that. I'm trying. I'm trying. I ain't perfect at it, right? You know, um, Live and let live. I told everybody how to do their thing forever. And I couldn't do my thing in, in any capacity. So now, you know what? Do your thing. Live your life. I wish you the best. I don't, look, we don't agree or we agree or we're having hardships and we can't get along. I, I wish you the best. And I hope God is revealed through these things with you. And easy does it. You know, that's more for Russ. That's for, more for myself because I beat myself up. And I still can get into that over these years of, you know, my failures, how I, I, I came up short from my family, or, you know, I wasn't the man that God wanted me to be. But guess what? That's me and about three billion other people. We all fall short. Nobody's perfect. And 
I'm not saying that it gives me the right to do things, but it helps me look at myself objectively. Am I doing the right thing or am I not? And I got to be honest with myself. You know, if I was in those old three mottos, I'm going to miss a lot in life because I'm going to be self-consumed. And uh, the best part about this is that I'm others-consumed, God-consumed now. You know, I don't have it figured out. I'm not perfect at it, but, dang, it's a, be- it's a better way of life, man. It really is. Even through the hardships I'm going through or the joys, everything is sweeter now. You know, everything is sweeter. And, it, and that in itself makes me want to continue to live this program. So I just want to thank everybody online for teaching me, too, because you all helped me out a lot. Love you guys. Have a beautiful day. Thank you, Russ. And now we will have Harlan G. followed by Melissa C. Harlan, please go ahead. Thank you, Katie. And I want to thank Gabriella G. also for letting us have your mom this morning. And thank you for your service. And thank you to Team Thursday. We see the heavy influence of Ann Smith here. Ann Smith was Dr. Bob's wife. And Dr. Bob's wife would stand at the door knowing that when Bill was in town, the boys were going to want to run out right away and get to the hospital and see if there were any hot prospects that had come in the night before. And she would stand at the door and demand that the boys take their quiet time, which is where we get our step 11 from. And their quiet time consisted both of prayer and meditation. When they say meditation, They mean that quiet time where you're sitting and listening to God as he is communicating back to you. As was mentioned before, on every airplane flight I have ever taken, there is a wonderful meeting that they have right at the beginning before we take off. And the flight attendant says, if something happens and the oxygen masks come down, put yours on first. And one of the questions that will come up 99% of the time, I listen to just about every special edition, uh, unless I'm traveling I'm list- or I'm post-surgical, I'm listening to the special edition. And in almost every special edition, there'll be a question. And the question is, of the person who did the special edition, how do you fit your program when you have a family, you have this, you have that. First things first. If I'm not in recovery, I have nothing to give. I own a business. I may be 64 years old, but I work full time. My business used to, I used to employ 35 people. Now I just have me. But the bottom line is first things first. Make recovery first. Live and let live. On page 19 of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, we see these words at the very bottom of the page. Most of us sense that real tolerance of other people's shortcomings and viewpoints and a respect for their opinions are attitudes which make us more more useful to others. Our very lives as ex-problem drinkers depend upon, I'm on the top of 20, our constant thought of others and how we may help meet their needs. Remember that the United States and the world in 1937, 38, and 39 were a very different world than we see today. This is very forward thinking. This is prophetic thinking. And then last but certainly not least, 
easy does it. I get calls all the time from people. If we just trust our intuition. And I will pass with that. Thank you very much. Thanks so much, Harlan. Okay, we will now have Melissa C. And then we'll open the meeting up again. Melissa, please go ahead. Hi. Good morning, Katie. Thank you so much for your service. Um, good morning, everyone. It's Melissa C. Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New York. And, you know, I, I these three mottos are directing me for how to relate to my family afterward. Like, now that I am recovered, how are we going to relate to one another? And, um, you know, and so um, first things first, yeah, like it's been said here, they're the blessed miracle of my sobriety. I have a friend who says that to me often. I cannot take that for granted. That's first and foremost. So, you know, I'll share like a little story here. Um, I, you know, and I shared this on the line. I was really, I've been going through some rough patches. And they're still, you know, with my kids. And, you know, there was the morning I was taking my daughter to the hospital, and I knew it was going to be a really trying day. Um, and, you know, like the old me would have, like, run out the door in all my hysteria, and I'm, uh, you know. Um, but first things first today, like, <laughs> I I meditated and prayed that morning. Like, I did. I set, I set my timer, um, and I knew I had to get quiet. I had to get a connection with God. Like, that had to come first before I could even think about making big decisions. And, you know, the second thing I did is I packed my cooler with food. Um, yeah, I was taking my kid to the hospital. But for me, that's my oxygen mask. Like, I knew if I walked out that door and, and my food was prepared for the day, I had a chance, you know. I knew that if I didn't, I, I could have been in a, in a tough spot. I could have been really hungry and in a place where there was nothing safe for me to eat and my emotions. I'm a compulsive overeater. And so when my emotions run high um, and I'm hungry, um, I'm in trouble, and if I didn't connect with God, I'd be in serious trouble. So that was first, you know. And then the other thing, um, this easy does it. I'm I'm prone to hysteria, and and I either I've had two feeds, um, denial or obsession. And so first things first is to you know yeah I have to see the truth, and then easy does it, you know, like, I don't have to solve everything in one moment, I have to do sometimes just what's right in front of me, and then quickly, like, live and let live, yeah, I also remind myself on a daily basis um, that I don't have any business, I have to stay in my own lane, I have no business living anybody else's life, and it's laughable in a sense that I'm a 50-year-old woman who needs to report my food daily to another grown-up, and I need and I need to do work. Thank you. I'll I'll quickly close. And yet I think I'm going to tell other people how to live. Um, thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa. And just a reminder for those who've just gotten on the line, we are finishing up the chapter, the family afterwards, with the mottos that are apropos, ending with "Easy Does It." And who would like to comment on what was read? Kim G. Uh, 
Vasa. Nancy P. Nancy. So I heard Kim, Vasa, and Nancy, but that's that's all I've heard. Okay, so let's do Barbara, Nessa, and Leah. That may be more than uh, our time allows, but let's try it. So I have Kim G, Basa O, Nancy P, Barbara, I don't know, Nessa R, and I believe that was a Leah. So um, we'll get started with that. Go ahead, Kim. Um, Katie, I'm sorry. I'm at work, and my closet is locked, so I can't get in there. I'm going to have to pass. Okay, great. So now we'll have Vasa O. Vasa, please go ahead. Good morning, everyone. I'm Vasa, grateful, grateful recover Campaso Barbuda. Thank you, moderator, for your service and everyone this morning. And uh, I am calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts, and uh, I just love the slogans. But my, my first thing first for me was just to surrender, step one, with the food and uh, step I did step one and two and three all at once. I can't, he can't let him because I was just so good by the time I came to Overeaters Anonymous. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was told just to surrender because you can't do this fast by yourself. And the tools, like the slogans, became gradually, started hitting gradually for me. Uh, first thing, first thing, I was a person I would project and I was... Uh, Always were I'm living in the past or the future, and, and today I'm like i just running around like a crazy woman or crazy, like a chicken with my head, trying to accomplish, trying to do this and do that. And I learned to, that's why I learned easy does it. I mean, first thing first, first thing first, living that live. That was like, I remember going to a meeting one time, in about maybe about a year, you know, coming from the meeting. I had been in the program, and it just went in my head. Uh, live and let Vasa. Live your life for yourself and let, you know, I'm so preoccupied helping others and taking care of everybody else and wondering what they were doing that I should be doing. So that was a big one for me, live and let live. Um, easy does and first and first. That's what I live my day today. First, I get on my knees. That's the first thing. When I get on my knees, thank God for my abstinence. I do my prayers. And then, but I, then I, you know, I have this big list of uh, slogans, but, but for the grace of God, think, 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 one day at a time, let go and let God. Keep it simple. Act as if. I had to act as if. My sponsor said, well, if you don't believe and trust in God, Act as if, and I was a pretender. So okay, I will do that. I'll act. I'll get on my knees. I'll act as I as if this shall pass. Expect a miracle. I have received so many miracles in this program, and it's a miracle that I've been abstinent for so many years. It's it's a miracle, and I give that um, uh, praise to God and my program, my sponsors, you know, and but I keep on getting here. I can go. God can, and I think I will let him. It works. If it does not work, don't fix it. If it works, don't fix it. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. It won't if you don't. Stick with the rumors. It's a whole list. And I, I apply, and I hear. I need to hear the slogans because I have a complicated mind. 
and I need to be I need to be brought to simplicity. Uh, hugs and not food, cleanliness, serene, no pain, no gain. Go for it. Principles of your personality, do it, do it abstinent. Um, um, I'm not going to say this. Okay. Thank you very much for having me share my path. And this logo is wonderful. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bossa. And Nancy P., followed by Bar- uh, Barbara. Nancy, go ahead. Hi. Thanks for letting me share. Nancy P. from Boston. Um, so these slogans, um, they're as old as time for me. And um, they remind me that my relationship with God really is the only thing that matters. When I was going through the steps, I wondered about, I didn't have a relationship with God, had never had a relationship with God. And I, you know, I asked my sponsor while we were going, you know, going through, as we approached step four, I was like whispering to her. And even though I was the only one in my bedroom, like, I don't know if I believe that this is going to work for me. I don't think, you know, because I don't really know if I believe in God. And, and like I was making a dirty little secret confession and she sort of blew me up and said, oh, that's okay because you haven't had a spiritual awakening. Well, I ended up having a spiritual awakening and today I hold on to it with claws and teeth and anything is in this whole book, everything in this whole book is really all about step one and God. So the slogan's a shorthand for that. And currently in my life, I have some people who don't want to do what I want them to do. And I have some big challenges I've shared before and it's, both painful and um, uh, saddening. And um, all of these slogans are there for me. You know, if they don't want to do what I, wanted, what I want them to do or they do things that, I, that hurt me and make me so sad, um, you know, I, then, I, then these are also shorthands for, for shorthand for the most important thing other than step one, which is acceptance, which is the key to all of my problems, all of them. So... Um, you know, they just remind me, I can accept this. I don't, might not like it, but this is what God dished up for me, and so I have to live with it. And um, it's okay to cry sometimes. It's okay to rage sometimes. But in the end, I have to accept it. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks so much, Nancy. Okay, so now we have Barbara. I think it's M, um, and hopefully we'll have time for Nessa R. Barbara, go ahead. It's possible my ears are broken and I didn't hear. Was there a Barbara M. that wanted to share? Definitely broken ears. Okay. Um, All right. So we'll move forward then with uh, Nessa R. Nessa, please go ahead. Am I being muted? Oh, there you are. Yeah. Sorry. Nessa, go ahead. I'm muting. I was muting. Hi. My name is Nessa R. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. When I came into program almost 16 years ago, um, my oldest kid was not even five. And I came into a meeting that was huge on slogans, um, really at the exclusion of everything else. And somebody told me at that meeting, you know, first things first, you know, program first, family second, job third. And I was horrified. Horrified. How can I put program first? How can I put anything first uh, ahead of my children? And, you know, the truth is I never put my children first either. I was putting their snacks first. Um, you know, I hung out with my children so I could eat their snacks, but I was never really present. And so, you know, that was just really a smoke screen to put 
myself and my and my my um, desires for the food first. Um, and then um, nine years later, somebody told me, you know, when you put program first, everything else becomes first rate. And that has been my experience, you know, because I've, I put the food down entirely and worked the steps according to the big book. Um, I've been transformed and my life has been transformed. And now I am truly, truly uh, present for my children. Um, so they're not first. God is first. And the only way I can maintain what I have right now is to continue putting God first by working through, um, you know, the program the way, the way I should. Um, but I also want to say that just because it says first things first doesn't mean only the first thing. You know, it's a priority list, not an exclusionary list. So it means that I have to strike a balance between program, um, family, and, and work. I cannot neglect program because of my family or my work. It's a way that I cannot neglect my, my family or my work because of program. It just means that I take care of program first, and I, I schedule my life around my program, not the other way around, because if I kind of schedule a program around my life, I will never have time. I will never have time to be in this meeting, you know, to work the steps, to do my prayer meditation, to take uh, course from sponsors, to do step 10. I would never have time to do any of that. So it doesn't mean also that I have to spend 80% of my time on program and the 20% you know, on everything else. Absolutely not. It just means that when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I turn my attention to is, is God. And I wake up extra early to make sure that I can do that and still attend to my family um, you know, when, when they arrive and they need me. And then I can go to my job. You know? That's what it means. It doesn't mean I, 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 I ignore all those other things and I devote myself to program only. Thank you. Because my life doesn't function that way either. And I love the way my way is functioning now that I have my priorities straight. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks, Nessa. And I had thought I had heard a Leah, but I also thought I heard a Barbara. So is there a Leah or a Barbara that I heard, or are my ears broken? Okay, I'm going to take that for broken ears. Do we have time? Does anyone want to share for one minute, please? Burning desire to get your your voice in. Donna W. Donna, go ahead. We have one minute for you. Please go ahead. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I'm an intense person. I grew up to be strong and independent and self-reliant. And so the easy does it for me says that, uh, you know, I don't have to do it all anymore. I get to rely on my higher power. So that means I get to relax and take it easy and not struggle. And, you know, in times of stress, those things. I got. I have to be reminded of them. So, easy does it. It's hard because you know it's like that feels like being lazy, but uh, it means I get to just show up and be really present and stay connected with God and my fellows today. And uh, so, just so grateful to be abstinent and recovered today. I'm traveling in Philadelphia, and um, I was really nervous about my uh, my on-site meeting with my client, and it's going fabulous. And uh, thanks, thanks to program and God and uh, my fellows. Thank you. I pass. Wonderful. That brings us to exactly 7.55. Fantastic. Thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today's meeting, so that is 
Thursday, October 11th, 2018 is 12,031. 12031. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Janice PM please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Janice? My pleasure, Katie. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.